0: In a world, in the year
1: 2017, in a time of tradition, in a city where anything can happen, war that isn't his, every day in New York City, on the Miami Police Force, in the Deep South.
2: The video store for late fees. I am Justin, and it is all movies in, no movies out. We're back once again with another episode of the show. I'm here with Pufifi and Cam, and myself. Eric is uh, Eric will call in once again. Eric Eric's is on location. Here. He's going to be here at some point during the show. He's going to have to call in today uh, for the show. But we have a special guest. This this is something that's been a long time in the making. I, I believe we brought this idea up on the episode of RNC Radio a Ooh. month ago, a month and a half ago, about doing hood movies. Yes, sir. And I said, let me make sure that we can politically correctly say this on a show with two white people. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be talking about John Singleton today with my pal, my buddy, my brother, Josh Pease. What's going on? It's good, man. You know. How big of a movie, like film, cinema file are you? Because like the last time I even saw you in any type of movie setting, I went to go see The Purge one day. Yeah. And you just happened to be there walking out, and I was like, oh, sir, yeah. you just. you and you and
3: uh, Juju Smith. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we're watching the fucking Purge one day. He was really there with us? Yeah. yeah he was on a little date. We were all on dates. Yeah, we were all on dates at that point. Where was he with? I, I don't know. Oh, no. But I, I think I said, I screamed. I couldn't look. I was on a
3: date.
2: <laughs> I screamed loudly, kill white people. And Josh was like, that was you? And I was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> No. So, uh, of course, we are we are here to talk about this uh, tremendous director, but before we do that, I just want to go around and ask everybody what they watched uh, the, in the past two weeks. Uh, I'll start. I saw we, me, uh, Eric and myself, we oh, saw delicious. Toy Story 4 last night.
4: I'm so yeah. hyped
2: to hear about this. Great fucking movie. I think it's my favorite movie of the year. I, I love it. Hey, you world. were a skeptic. I was a skeptic. I didn't think this movie was going to be good at all. I thought it was going to be ass. As soon as it came on, I was like, it's starting off real, like, Corny and cheap, and then like the tw- like twenty minutes in, I had tears in my eyes of laughter. Like it is really, really, really fucking funny. I think Eric can can, can he can agree with this as well.
0: I uh, a thousand percent agree. I you know I instantly have my cynical goggles on when it comes to franchises and and you know replicated properties from especially companies like Disney and Pixar and Marvel and shit. Like we don't need any more of these movies. This, you know this is a franchise that has expanded twenty years now. It's you know, I, I thought, you know, it's it's swan days were behind it. And I, I went into this with my arms crossed. And within 10 minutes, I was completely disarmed, crying, laughing, crying, crying, because it was actually profoundly touching. And, uh, yeah, it was the most fun i had in the, in the movies in a long time. I can't remember laughing harder this year.
2: Yeah, I can't either. I, th- I, think, more, I think one thing people aren't ready for when this movie comes out uh, next week, next Friday, uh, is how funny it is. It, it was written by some actual funny people, Rashida Jones uh, included, uh, that yeah. wrote the movie and I, th- I think it's really 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 great movie um, also I'm starting uh, I'm starting our child's play watch for next episode of course next episode we're doing the, the, we're doing the child's play franchise I'm so happy that you guys are watching these movies I've been a child's play truther in our group chat for like two months now and Who everyone cares? ignored me everyone
4: ignored me I'm not ignoring you I just don't you approach the franchise with such Happiness. Happiness and uh, uh, not a, a, a aggressive fandom, but I don't mean that in a bad way. That's how, I, that's how I approach everything. That's how you approach almost everything. But because I can't match your enthusiasm or knowledge, I'm like, oh, I feel like an amateur. That means you guys
5: don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cam, what have you watched? Uh, the NBA playoffs. Get <laughs> the NBA get playoffs here. has been what I've been get
4: here. I
2: hope
5: you're not looking at it right now. No, we we saw X Men: Dark Phoenix. That's what we saw. We saw, saw Dark Phoenix. Yeah, we did see Dark Phoenix, fin- which is not as bad as critics have made it out to be. Oh. Nowhere near that bad. It's like a six point five out of ten. I go lower, but yeah, not that bad. Like it's not a twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I give you that for sure. Like. Me and Cam only link up to watch terrible movies.
4: Esther liked <laughs> our, our, uh, it Our Matrix different. our Matrix episode guest Esther on film uh, said Dark Phoenix was also way better than people were giving. Oh, it okay, yeah, it. yeah, man. And she said it was better than Avengers.
2: I believe that. It's, everything's better than she Avengers. Hates it, <laughs> yeah, everything's better than Avengers. Josh, what have you watched in the past, oh. other than Boss Baby? Man, yeah. Are you a
3: big Boss Baby fan? I mean, I'm a huge Boss Baby fan. <laughs> <laughs> I the, the movie, I like the, the TV, or the Netflix show, I'm, I'm all in. Um, damn, I can't That's remember so the funny. last movie, I think the last show, I've been watching Handmaid still, so okay. I'll on that, show-wise. Um, this weekend, I'm going to see the last uh, black man in San Francisco. Oh, so I heard it amazing. was amazing. Yeah, I heard, I, I heard the cinematography is really dope, uh, I have an artist that has a song in there, so... Who, who's got a, got a song a uh, This artist Baby Lana, she's actually from the city out there, she
4: like, Dope. Little, little sort of cameo. Uh, Pat, what have you watched? Um, I still haven't watched the Deadwood movie. Caitlin is watching Deadwood the show, so I'm like You're waiting. waiting for her. Um, and nice. I don't think I've been to the theater. This, the watches I did for this, uh, were the. This is one of the like my first time since high school, so basically first time actually watching something. Yeah. Watches for both of these movies, and I don't think I've really. On anything other than that. Uh, you guys are slowing down. I know, I know.
2: I've been I watching know. Dark Phoenix. I saw Rocket Man too. I forgot to mention was that. Rocket, oh, Man. I was Rocket Man's really good. it's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you see the
4: story that he almost appeared in Rocket Man as Mercury?
2: I could believe that. I could I could literally believe that that would have happened. It's like a oh, I, sure. I the visual uh like the, the visual synergy in that movie is like so great. It feels like a comic book. Yeah. And, I, you know, Matthew Vaughn did, I believe, executive producer produce it. Uh-huh. So, like, Matthew Vaughn does, did, like, that, like,
4: that, that, that look. It's
2: that look, but it's, like, a musical movie. And all of it is, like, really dope. Like, I really liked everything. Like, it's a little, it's a little long. Yeah. But I like the way they dealt with the, the sexuality. Mm-hmm. They dealt with it in a very respectful and, and honorable way where it was front and center. And it wasn't, like, treated like it was a joke. I thought it was actually really good. How's Taron? Taron's really good. I, I don't think he's as good of a singer as Elton John, but he, he does he does really well. Like, even the choreography and the dances and shit are just like Elton John. Yeah,
4: Elton dunked on Bohemian Rhapsody a little bit yeah. when they were talking about this. He was like, yeah, uh, Taron actually learned all of my songs from the dancing for the movie and did
2: that. <laughs> and he, it, it, it's like, I went back and someone did a Frame for Frame of every like scene that he's like performing in it. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Like frame perfect to everything yeah. that he did. I, I thought that was really impressive. I've also been in the Jean-Claude Van Damme wormhole. And okay. I think that we, That's we got to talk a little bit later about that. But yeah, Aaron, <laughs> what, what about you?
0: Um, I, it's funny you say we've been slowing down because it's true. I did. I went and looked at my letterbox yesterday before we saw toy story. I've barely seen any 2019 movies. It's kind of crazy. Um,
2: I've seen so, a lot. <laughs> I know.
0: You, you, you're smoking us. Besides Toy Story 4, what, that, which I loved, I finally watched, um, I've been watching a ton of TV, but um, I watched Gerard Carmichael's home videos on mm. HBO, and uh, it's. I hope they keep going with that. It's really, really poignant, and it sort of uh, hits that sweet spot of like that naturalist documentary feel. him. Just He just goes back to North Carolina to like talk to his sisters and moms. And just like the women in his life, and uh, about like the dad that he had that like basically cheated on his mom and started like a whole new family.
4: Hmm.
0: So it's like really raw. I think Bo Burnham executive producers You know they're pals, but uh, yeah, it was surprisingly uh, funny and 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 touching. But uh, the one movie I'm kind of like really obsessed with right now is uh, Under the Silver Lake. Under you got cut off at the beginning. Under the Silver Lake from last Under, year. Under the Silver Lake. Well, it finally got its proper release this year, so it's a 2019 movie. This was the movie like A24 tried to bury.
2: Mm. They don't. And, they uh, usually don't bury anything but their characters.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like this is the movie they didn't want you to see. Like that that uh, Chance the Rapper pizza delivery movie. Oh. Uh, what, what was that movie called? Was it called it's like, Slice? It's called yeah, Slice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Except this one is actually really fucking good. It's um, from Robert David Mitchell, the guy who did It Follows, and it's like this really dark disturbing darkly funny uh, neo noir set in silver lake and i mean it's fucked up i can see why i got booed at can it's a really weird movie but i'm I, i'm 100% on board with it it might be in my top 5 top 10 of the year you know they can boo Firewalk
4: with me. Yeah. So,
0: they can't quite be trusted. Yeah, those, Europe, those, Europe, those Europeans can't be trusted, man. But, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wonky movie, uh, movie year, this 2019 of ours. But, uh, yeah, I'm fucking with Under the Silver Lake and Toy Story 4 as yeah, my We, got, my we got
4: Us and Beach Bum.
0: Oh, yeah, Us and Beach Bum in, uh, uh, High Flying Bird.
4: That's like. High my... Flying Bird is really dope. Yeah, I still gotta see it. It's been kind of forgotten <laughs> despite its praise on this show.
2: Yeah, uh, but, I mean, Let's go into John, to, to John Singleton. I almost said Carpenter. I was about to really wall out here. <laughs> we, already,
4: uh, we already did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, technically we didn't. But.
2: This John Singleton episode has been a couple of months in the making, as I said, the top of, the, of, the, of this episode. I mean, I think me and Josh had talked about doing like movies like this, and then it just... I wouldn't say that it just so happened, but it just so tragically happened that, that John Singleton passed away, I think, sometime after we had the conversation. Uh, I think I posed the idea to you guys, as to John Singleton... We got we got Josh on the line, we got everything in the line, and it just all worked out that we, we all were able to do this. But I mean where I mean where were you guys at when you first heard of John Singleton? I know Cam was like eight. Uh and, and
5: Cam age check, you were like eight, right? When fucking, when I first saw my first John Singleton. Yeah, you were like two. Right, I was definitely like probably like when I saw Boys Boys in the Hood is probably the first one. No, actually that's that's Cap. Too Fast, Too Furious was the first one I saw. That makes a lot more sense. Too Fast, Too Furious was the first one I saw. And then after that, I remember I saw Boys in the Hood. I think I was 10. In Atlanta, the first time I saw it in my yeah. uncle's crib, we were all watching it like down in his basement. And shit
2: everyone in your family is watching, ba- like, watching
3: movies yeah, in the basement. basement <laughs> movies was was watching. This B- a blue light copy No, this is
5: <laughs> a real like, we had he had like the he had all the singleton movies, like, oh, I guess, like, thing. it's one of his favorite directors, thinking back to it. But I remember he had that and he had higher learning, okay. And so, yeah, that, that's we were downstairs, like, we used to go to Atlanta every summer to visit my uncle. So it was like me, my little brother. Uh, my cousins. We used to go down there to see them, and like no nickels. Our parents would come. No, no nickels. No time, nickels. Bro. Okay. And our parents would come and meet us like halfway through the trip, and so like I, I remember like all of us were down there. I don't know how Boys of the Hood ended up being a movie. That <laughs> they decided to come. That's a tragic fucking movie to watch with your family. Yo, oh my God. it took the craziest turn. Seeing like Ricky get killed was like oh no, the wildest shit. I really thought he was going yeah. to USC, and this was like when USC was like. Fire in football. So I'm like it, a little it kid. It was before just
4: anybody. It's
5: like when Reggie Bush was like at USC. So you like, damn, man. Like, this shit fire. And then he get yeah. killed. Like, fuck. Like So it was like, it was really... That shit stuck with me while I was a little kid, for real. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. think...
2: I think most people's relationships with John Singleton starts kind of like that. Like, I mean, obviously, like, I think the first time I saw Boys in the Hood, it was on HBO. It was like, I want to say, like, 91, 92.
4: It came out 91. So. Yeah. It,
2: it, was, it was around that time I saw it. And there were a couple movies my mom would not allow me to watch.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, this was one movie that she did allow me to watch. And I just remember it being like, okay, what the fuck is this? And then that twist comes, and it's like you don't. I don't process it when I was a kid, like you know the tragic ending of it. And i mean, obviously I couldn't read the words at the end to know that yeah. Doughboy died. I was just like, yeah. why did he disappear? Did he? Did he go to school? The, <laughs> like, the, 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 the
4: movie <laughs> is so like the the. I want to just so I can hopefully remember this later. But the moment when uh, they like fade Doughboy out as he's walking away, yeah, and then when Cuba Gooding is he's like looking at him. But then even though he's, like, in the same outfit and, like, like in the same place, he's, like, all of a sudden looking in the direction. You get the sense that, like, it's a different time. Like, yeah. it's not the moment it just was. And there's a lot of shit like that in Baby Boy. Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't happen a lot in Boys in the Hood, but that device and stuff like it is used a lot yeah. the next time around. Uh, yeah, jo-
2: Josh, when was the first time you saw a John Singleton movie at all? And you're an LA native. A yeah, lot, yeah. Um, literally all of his movies except like Too Fast, Too Furious take place yeah. in Los Angeles.
3: Yeah, I think the first, my first memory of John Singleton was probably like Higher Learning. Yeah. Um, I just remember seeing that at the Magic Johnson Theater. Wow. Yeah, like, wow, right on King and Crenshaw. I, and I remember just that opening scene at the Magic Johnson Theater you could <laughs> laugh, cry, and stuff your face with popcorn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, I just remember that so vividly. And I remember seeing Higher Learning. And, and, like, that was. That's amazing. Yeah. That was probably, like, my first time seeing, like, college on the big screen. Like, yeah. college for, like, a black scene. So, like, I was just like, oh, this is how college is. Or this is how it's going to be. And, like, I kind of, like. It that seemed was fun. My, yeah, it seemed fun. Yeah, Michelle seemed fun. <laughs> Seemed dangerous a little bit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, nah, that was, so that was like my first, like my first introduction to him, and then just throughout my life, like his films just always popped up. I remember I grew up with a Boys in the Hood poster in my room. so yeah. I just always like
2: you have it. a cool. You told a cool story on RNC Radio about that poster. You could tell it here too.
3: I don't. Damn, what was the cool story? We, you, you had you asked your mom. To, oh, like, yeah, to, to, to drop you off. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Like, this is how I collected my posters. It just wasn't that one only. It's every poster I ever had in my room. I would literally just be driving with my mom, and I'd be like, yo, stop right here. And I'd jump out of her car, rip the poster, like, so <laughs> carefully off of a street sign, and just roll it up and put it in her car. That's, That's so dope. Thing. Like, that literally, awesome. I would do that, like, every weekend. That was just my
2: routine. Yeah. Uh, Eric, when's the first time that you could say that you saw a John Singleton uh,
0: movie? I sort of had a similar introduction, like a backwards, accidental introduction, the same way Cam did. Um, the first movie I didn't know was a John Singleton movie that I saw was Rosewood, and wow. I was I was eleven years old and it was on like Eric age check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was eleven, and you know I I didn't understand what I was really watching. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's about a true based on a true story about the the uh, racist attack in Florida in the in the early twenties against this like prosperous black community in Florida. You know this this mob of whites. Um, you know, led this violent attack against this. You know, sort of like the Oklahoma uh, Black Wall Street attack, but in Florida, s- similar sort of um, uh, racist attack. But
2: a lot there have been a lot of similar racist attacks. Eric, not, let me just tell you. Not
4: to undercut the seriousness of the subject matter, but the thought of Eric at eleven watching this movie is hilarious.
0: <laughs> it radicalized me. It made me. It was, this, this, this is what this is what radicalized me now. But. It, and it's funny now seeing, like, John Boyd actually become his car- his racist ass character. <laughs> uh, but, no, but, like, you know, so that, that, you know, that, that left a profound, indelible mark on my, my young brain. But I think, like, you know, I eventually went back and watched Higher Learning, which also had a similar shocking effect on me in, in, a, in a really profound way, and Boys in the Hood and, and uh, Poetic Justice. But I think, like, the first John Singleton movie I saw, which when I finally sort of understood what that auteur theory meant, behind John Singleton's career was Shaft. <laughs> and I love, I still think Shaft, his Shaft iteration is incredible. We got early Christian Bale being a perfect slime ball. Uh, Jeffrey Wright overacting as he usually does. Um, hey, Eric has uh, a vendetta. He hates Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Wright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like peak, like Samuel Jackson at his coolest, like early 2000, Sam Jack. Um, yeah, it was, this man it just, hasn't seen the new chef yet yeah clearly oh I refuse uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah and, and you know then I eventually you know would keep up with them. too fast and furious was you know I, it's one of my favorite fast and furious movies it's like a superhero movie
2: um, you say it now like they're not like that now
0: yeah, no, but I mean, that. I think... Now that they're was like the, one the Avengers.
4: That, then it was yeah. just like a superhero
0: movie. Yeah, like, they, they had, like, you know, color-coded cars that match their uniforms and shit. It was, you know... <laughs> was, you know <laughs> so the Power
2: yeah, Rangers, then.
4: Yeah, it was Also, still, I like, mean, it, let's not understate the greatness of the title. Yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious?
0: Maybe the greatest and, sequel title ever. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Absolutely. Incredible. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I saw, like, Four Brothers and everything like that, but, like, you know, his, his impact on cinema was never lost to me after, you know, that early introduction... Uh yeah, it's uh, we lost a uh, we lost a true icon and uh, powerful voice in the game.
2: And really quickly, Pat, uh, your first time.
0: My first time is literally like just
4: Too Fast, Too Furious, and yeah. like and honestly that. was week,
2: the movie. Yeah. Like when we were yeah. kids, that was the movie everyone was going to see. And I, what Chris, man. Yeah, <laughs> was like
4: when, when I was like when I made plans to go see Too Fast, Too Furious. I even like that was one of the first movies I know that I saw like, just like with my friends. Or yeah. Like I know that my family. Didn't, didn't know what Too Fast Too Furious yeah. was, like so it was kind of like a rite of passage movie for me, like it was, so much so that I didn't realize it was bad until like it, years later. It was
2: like that, Scream, American Pie, Booty Call. So you're talking
4: about rated R movies. <laughs> this was a PG 13 movie. I know, but it, was, no, like, not in rated
2: R, but TV. I mean like these were movies that like my parents would get me tickets yeah. to go see some of that shit. Like they would be like, Yo, you can go see this shit. But yeah. like it was stuff like that. But the movie that we're gonna start off with today, Boys in the Hood, released in nineteen ninety one, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. Ice Cube, uh, I mean, Virginia so King I shows can- up for a second. Uh, Nia there, there's Long Nia Long is in this movie. It has like a who's who: Morris Chestnut,
4: Lawrence, in this, Fishburne's, in Lawrence Fishburne's in this and, movie. Angela, ba- Angela, Angela, ba- Bassett's Angela Bassett's in this movie. Angela, like Angela Bassett has not aged a day. She since damn it looks this movie better was now, made. bro. Like no cap, like she, she looks the same.
2: Hell, she literally looks the same. Uh, I mean, the movie pretty much follows. Uh, a, a very strange like I, w- I would say like the movie the story of this movie like there really isn't one like, it's, it, like, uh, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of the characters lives that intertwine
4: slice of life yeah it's, it's, it's like it's a damn the like like Uh Uh,
2: uh yeah kind of like Crooklyn where it's like a bunch of characters their stories intertwine you see their ups their downs I think you get FaceTime with every single one of their characters like whether it be Doughboy and you see his his day to day is literally just hanging out and yeah. trying to live yeah. and, and Trey is literally like Trey has a wild life yeah. Well, full, of, full of full of cap and lies. Yeah. The, thing,
4: the thing that is good about the movie is that it's almost like because it bounces between so many characters and does so really well because it's not even two hours long. No. But it manages to feel like pretty epic in scale even dis- despite its running time. And because it bounces between these characters it never ends up feeling preachy in any aspect. Yeah. Like it's yeah. never like it never gets too much of the like Cosby pull your pants up type of vibe from the Fishburn character or too much of a fuck you from like the guys on the porch that that's are.
2: what they do in Menace that's why I enjoy this over Menace I felt Menace tried to hit you with the message too hard Yeah. where it was like are you do you want to live do you want to die or some shit like that. and I was just like that scene just plays yeah. so badly so now
4: the message of <laughs> this one is kind of just like everybody's a little bit right and everybody's a little bit wrong Yeah. and, and like that is generationally. how generationally. is yeah exactly so, it it was, uh, watching this so recent, I mean, it's still, for everything that has changed, like, South Central isn't called South Central anymore, mm. like, uh, it, it's, the na- that neighborhood is different, but so many neighborhoods aren't different, mm. and every single, like, social aspect that's examined in this movie is pretty much still as relevant or more relevant now. It's literally still happening now. It, it was chilling. Yeah. Uh, and the, it didn't happen right now, but maybe the most chilling thing about watching the movie. Was that the guy who plays uh, Dookie? The guy who has the pacifier in yeah. the whole movie? He died. He got shot in a, a street race in wow. in South Los Angeles, like it, like in a scene from the movie. Yeah, like wow. uh, heartbreaking.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the pretty much the story starts out with Trey as a child. Getting into a fight
4: in <laughs> class. Yeah, at least could <laughs> knock down a girl like in <laughs> love and basketball. Yeah, <laughs>
2: literally. How many? I, I may be speaking to Cam and Josh here. How many? Yes! <laughs> you know exactly what I'm t- going to talk about. What I'm going to reference. How many of you have called
5: or been called <laughs> an African booty scratcher? Definitely. That was the go-to, like, fucking joke, and like from sure. first grade through like fourth grade, bro. That's the ultimate disrespect. There.
2: What is? Why
5: is it? Why is it bad to be an African booty scratcher?
3: No idea. I don't know. But that, yeah, definitely as a dark skinned black man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was getting that a lot. That was a very uh, touching scene for me. Uh,
0: again, 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 again. There's nothing, nothing funny about this at all. But like, I don't want to. You know. Yo, <laughs> Eric. But what do you want to say? But something about booty scratcher. Why scratcher? That's so only like a demented child's brain can come up with that so, some, it's
2: insane. We have been laughing entirely too hard about African booty scratcher, but that is the that is the insult that causes Trey to fight uh, his classmate. Who, who I mean, Trey is a pretty radical kid. I mean, uh, for all yeah. intents and purposes, he was raised by a radical man, and from there, his mother who's played excellently by Angela Bassett. Let me just say that for, you know, for a movie that doesn't have many females, the females in it are quite poignant, and they do have their voice, and they aren't played to be weak or at, at any time in the movie.
4: The actresses who play the women in this movie are also now so much more famous than any of the men in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Absolutely. Like Angela Bassett's getting a trillion dollars an episode for 9-1-1. Yeah. Uh, uh, Regina is in... Oscar-nominated movies. It's insane. He along his name dropped in every single song that exists.
2: <laughs> uh, Trey is taken to live with his father, which, I mean, for a lot of guys like that would seem like that was fun. Like I was like, yo, I want to go live with my dad. He's the cool one. His dad is Furious Styles, played by Lawrence Fishburne. The
4: man's name is Furious.
2: Yeah, I I don't Amazing want. Name. I don't want to live with this guy. Like, he is super strict. He's very buttoned up. He's dirty, for one. But his mom kind of sends him there because she knows that he's going to set him straight and set him right. And he does. Kind
4: of. <laughs> <laughs> he tries his hardest. Yeah.
3: He tries his hardest.
2: Uh, how did you guys feel about Furious Styles in this movie? Like, uh, Josh.
3: No, it's funny. I kind of had a similar situation where, like, I was saying with my mom and, like, I, it wasn't even I was getting into trouble. It was just like, yo, like, you're going to stay for your, with your father for, like, this year. Yeah. I think it was, like, 6th to 7th grade or, like, 8th grade, even. And, um... I don't think my dad was a Furious Styles type, but (laughs) But I just think black men raising black men in this day and age, after that movie even, they kind of have this idea of like they want to be, they understand what's going on and they understand the struggles and and complications of growing up in LA and just being a black man, but they also want to show you how the the proper way to deal with it and the manly way to deal with Mm. it and i think um it's it's funny like watching on the big screen and then like seeing my father like kind of like reenact those moments and like of pass down that same type of advice it was just a it's it's an interesting thing no you had
4: to be about the same age too right
3: like yeah yeah it was, yeah it's pretty much it. it lined up perfectly honestly my mom must have been watching the film yeah. now
2: uh, let me tell you my dad never stopped the group of people to, to talk to them about gentrification okay, <laughs> but...
4: Let me tell you. No, but that scene is unbelievable he's like pointing at the house and literally like people from every walk of life just start pouring out of their houses and getting out of their cars and like, oh, we just gotta go see what this guy's talking it's about. It's about all your
2: gangbangers.
4: <laughs> Y'all are driving up the property
2: value or some shit like that. Uh, but I mean, essentially the movie, and, and we can go a little loose here because there is no, I mean, Baby Boy is the same way. There's no plot here. It's yeah. just a bunch of loose, uh, loose segments that Well, it's that, like the, the sum
4: of some parts that end up being greater and worse than yeah. what they are individually. Yeah,
2: the, the only thread is the, I would assume that this is supposed to be the blood gang that they keep running into throughout the movie that's the only constant yeah. in this movie uh, that happens but uh you meet some of the characters uh, of course we talked about trey he has his, his girlfriend uh and I, I I really want to talk about the scene where number one he goes to the barbecue comes back home there's this weird scene where he's like dad can you cut my hair and he's like i'm eating <laughs> and i'm just like what a dick like you know what the fuck he meant but then it's like Again, uh, I might just be speaking to Cam and Josh here. <laughs> how many, how many of you have had your
5: father? I mean, I could talk to
2: Eric, Pat too. Join in. Would you let your father do your hair? Your, my dad, your haircut?
5: dad definitely cut my hair when I was like a really, really young, and my mom used to hate it. Actually, like that's the wildest part. Like my mom would hate when my dad cut my hair. It he probably cut was terrible. hair in liver. Bro, it was straight baldy. Like, <laughs> like, you know, no, like, number one. like no, no line in anything. Straight cut everything off, bro. So she she stepped in and interfered and she was like, <laughs> "You need to start taking him and his brother to actual to your barber because like, he was coming home with a fresh shape up and shit." Oh, know? dad, dad on some shit. Yeah, he, was gonna, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was my dad is real life. My pop's real life is 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 Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. Bro. <laughs> oh, wow. So he gonna any way he could save a dollar, bro, he's gonna save it. So <laughs> then, he he gets a fresh cut, but he he cut our hair. Because we were young, like... It. Y'all don't... Know that, you're like bro, what, what do they really need a fresh cut for? Like, I was like
4: six. My little yeah. brother was like four. Like, come like, on. That scene is so oh weird. God.
5: But that scene also leads
2: to Trey... He doesn't
4: He doesn't do that good of a job. Like, the no, haircut no, no. isn't that good. It's Ew. a terrible haircut.
2: Ew. But at least the Trey doing, like... Glue, it's not even a white lie. He makes a gargantuan... Lie about him losing his virginity. This is the lie of a
4: sociopath. Yeah,
2: like,
5: <laughs> like
4: he crazy
2: had girl. the outfit already out. He had the, what the girl <laughs> looked like. All of that shit. Grandma came in a
5: crib. Yeah, yeah,
2: like how many of you guys have lied to your parents about or your father like about anything of, of that of that level? Like I don't think I've ever lied to my mom mm, about anything like that.
4: I have never. I mean, I, here's what I lied to my parents about: how long I'd played video games <laughs> that day, how much
0: candy I'd eaten. I wasn't lying. In this regard in to look cool. Way. To yeah. look cool. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Uh, nothing. I, nothing of mine was ever cool. It was just like, yeah, I'm upstairs doing my homework. I was just beat my little meat. <laughs> 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 that was all I had.
2: Oh my god. But it also leads to another theme in this in this movie, and it's like the way they weave in the messages are very subtle, a lot more subtle than I would say even Baby Boy does the the, the messages in this movie, and like Menace, like Menace hits you over the head with messages from the beginning of the movie yeah. all the way to the end. This one weaves in one uh, about safe sex. And yeah. This was something that was very big in the early 90s. Uh, I, I believe that Free, Furious is like totally into the story. Yeah. And then he oh, says, yeah. wait a minute. What you mean, she said, she was on her pill. I thought I told you to bring them Jimmy hats. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, you could have just had the Trojan logo come up at that
4: point. <laughs> I swear Singleton was getting Trojan money because fucking uh, baby boy. The scene at Lucy's drive-through yeah. is a, basically a Trojan commercial. Like she's reading the packaging straight up,
0: lubricated, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that was sneakily subversive on Singleton's part. And that's a lot of that was alliteration. Sneakily subversive on Singleton's part um, because not only could he talk about you know masculinity and you know the the pivot, or that that tightrope walk between being a man and being a toxic masculine man, um, safe sex was also like a cudgel that the white, like racist white politicians would beat over the head of the black community too. Yeah. It was like, you know, this this almost like eugenics talk of like over reproduction and the AIDS crisis. You know, there was a lot of racist finger pointing that was going on too. So that you know, the, he injects these talks, and yeah, it was it was in Baby Boy as well. But, like, I mean, look at fucking Joe Biden now, who's talking about, like, black community, like, wrap it up, you know? Like, he's still <laughs> saying this racist, racist-ass shit. And, you know, this has just been prevalent since, you know, the late 80s, early 90s in Singleton, you know, who had a ear for dialogue. Even if it sounded funny in the, as the characters were talking about it, talking about sex in this very machismo kind of way, you know, there was absolutely some, like, other commentary going on there.
2: Um, Ice Cube. This Was his film debut?
4: He's amazing in it. How
2: did you guys feel about Ice Cube and, and just really what he brought to the character? Was it authentic enough? Like, I, I feel like a lot of hood movies like this they always frame their archetype of doughboy. There is a doughboy in every yeah. single hood movie, yeah. What is the doughboy
3: <laughs> in every single hood? I think it's always like the kind of chubby, bully kind of kid, but he's like. You he's almost he's your homie, but he's a bully to other people. Like, yeah, like that character. He's the same age as everybody else, but he just seemed
5: like he in control of everything.
0: He was like ahead of his time, even as as a character in the movie and as like a ar- archetype that he represents. You know what I mean? Like he was like you said he was a he was young but wise above, beyond his years. He was like a wise bully, like a chubby sort of pugnacious kid, but he had wisdom. And I, I mean that's sort of I've been Ice Cube's brand since N W A. He was always like the quote-unquote intelligent uh, member of the group. Like, he always had the, you know, the political history, the political theory, you know what I mean? Like, he brought that sort of emotional intelligence to his roles too. He's the best rapper-turned-actor alive, right?
3: Oh, yeah. No, I I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's funny, funny, like, that was kind of one of Singleton's calling cards, was always, like, bringing artists and rappers into his films. Mm -hmm.
4: Which is awesome.
3: Yeah. Because he did it successfully. Exactly. No, no, he made them legitimate. He kind of, like, made it... Made people take them serious Mm -hmm. and gave them roles that wasn't just a rapper role. Yeah,
4: Yeah, it's a little bit like, uh, and not every director manages to do this, but like when they'll like when uh, like Will Ferrell being in um, Stranger Than Fiction, like like a a comedian playing a dramatic role. It's not the exact same thing, but like casting against type or like if you just get there and you're like, this is what I need you to do. You can basically do it already. Yeah, just do it. And if the person's able to do that, it's really fucking cool. I think
0: absolutely. And, and sorry to cut you off, Justin, but it just makes me think of the opposite end of the coin, uh, opposite side of the coin, uh, that Singleton, like, I don't think Buster Rhymes is a good actor, but he, <laughs> Singleton got the best Buster performance in Higher Learning when the, when he's stomping out the, the skin, the white skinheads yeah. at, at the courtyard, he, he lets out that, like, guttural scream. Yeah. He yeah.
2: <laughs> then he says, then he says, this black fist! <laughs> 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 His own monologue. <laughs> he's so good. He, that, but he like true scenery. Like, that's what you need for that
0: particular scene. And you know, I think I think Singleton is a great director of of novice actors who makes him you know, really really own the moment.
2: Now, Doughboy, I, I brought him up because this movie's tragic, but no one has a more tragic story arc than Doughboy. Yeah, like he is yeah. literally outside of his own home, he's loved and beloved and feared. Inside of his own home, he's forgotten. Yeah. Um, and you see, you know, none of that is, is, is more prevalent as like, even when he's in the house, his mom ignores him. It's like, she completely doesn't even talk to him, but none of that's more prevalent than when Ricky dies yeah. and she literally blames him for it. Um, yeah. that's to me the most heartbreaking scene. I kind of don't like to watch anything past that because I feel like, you know, Doughboy saying he shouldn't be seeing this. And then his mom saying, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. probably the saddest shit in this whole movie.
3: Yeah. The- yeah, no, I was just thinking about that scene. Like, I, I that scene always just breaks it's, my heart. Yeah. Literally, just that running through the alley, the slow motion. And i like, I actually lived not too far from where that scene was shot wow. for a few years. It's like right behind a Krispy Kreme donut now. Which, <laughs> is, <laughs> which is dangerous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's crazy. That's, that was just such a heartbreaking scene.
2: Um. So, another character in the movie, Ricky, who is an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he has played like he, an idiot. He
4: pulled yeah. off that seven ten.
2: Yeah. Like... I think from the, like, he's always eating. He, he's like, like on this rewatch of this movie, I was like, wow, Ricky is, I think he's probably like my least favorite character in the movie because they, he doesn't get a lot in He's the movie. kind of like
4: a vehicle for ideas more than a character. Okay. Like, even though that, uh, even though Trey and, uh, Doughboy function as like, obviously their standards for, uh, not just archetypes in, storytelling, but a, a type of person in America. But, yeah. uh, Morris Tesson's character does do that, but, like, he, he because he's there, he's definitely the character with the least screen time. Yes. And that, <laughs> that coupled with this, like, college story, which is a little less exciting than just the rawness of Ice Cube's story mm-hmm. or the push and pull of Trey's story, mm-hmm. it's just gonna get a little bit lost. It, and the fact mildly. that he definitely is, like, a dumber character. I mean, <laughs> one of his, like, the scene where he's shot is just, like, Awful to watch. It's so like it's it's one of the things that kept me from ever like I mentioned before that I hadn't really sat down as an adult and watched the mm-hmm. movie because I don't want to watch a sad fucking movie. Yeah. I just know like this is as sad as well, it gets well, for well,
2: me. Well, hey, but let's 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 just get down to brass tacks here. He couldn't duck and we duck and you know duck and dodge, dodge and weave. This was yeah. a man who had minutes exactly, before. And yeah. said
4: his last words were that he's
2: got to drain the weasel. <laughs> Come on. He was still talking <laughs> like he was seven yeah. years old. He was still talking like he was that little kid when they went to go see the dead Oh, speaking of fucking scenes, legendary scene with the ball. Oh,
4: yeah. With the yeah. football. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, frustrating scene to watch, man. We've all been there. With, you don't want to pass those kids in yeah. the neighborhood because you know you're not getting their fucking ball back. So, uh, I mean, it, it's terrible. Boy, but, but again, like Doughboy was pushed around. He was bullied. Became a bully in the yeah. end. That's just how it happens.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, and then the same thing basically happens at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, you kill somebody, somebody else kills you.
2: And that's just the that's the law of really the wild west, yeah. so to speak. You know, in, in, in Boys in the Hood. Um, really quickly, just just kind of wrap the the movie up. Uh, what are some of you guys' like m- most poignant scenes from this movie? There's so many, like. I like Cuba Gooding when he comes back into the, the house and he's swinging. Yep.
5: That, wow. That's yeah, probably yeah, my favorite. That's probably the most iconic I, I part. Was, of, I ain't gonna say most iconic. The Ricky Genshot hey,
0: part might be. Sorry. Yeah, I was legit. I, I was gonna say that scene and I know it's sort of become a like pop culture punching bag. You know, like Keenan Ivory Wayne's made fun of it in um, Don't Be a Menace. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is hammy and over the top but like, I watch that now and it still hits me in the chest, literally. Like it. Uh, no, I was tearing up during it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 it's, it's, it's sort of a, uh, like, well oiled, well maintained, sort of like bottled anger that finally comes out. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, we, we kind of laugh at Cuba Gooding Jr. these days, and rightfully so, that he's on his way to jail as we speak. Right. Yeah, he's uh, in jail now. He was arrested today. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, abolish prisons, but also, like, don't be a creep. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that scene, that scene still hits me, man. That's, uh, I think that's a, an all timer. Uh I, I
2: mean the the parking lot scene where he he pulls he that's, flashes the gun was, Yeah that
0: was yeah. literally my next one I was just
3: thinking that's such a, a Los Angeles scene yeah. <laughs> I I've, I've been in that scene every weekend of my high school life so I yeah that was crazy
4: It was it's so great when then he like flashes the gun and then they leave and everyone's like oh yeah it's great like everything's fine like, of course it's not fucking fine yeah. <laughs> like and then okay, and it isn't. Yeah. And, uh, can we say also the police response to automatic gunfire at a drag race is to pull over a Volkswagen Beetle driven by Pura? Like, what
0: the fuck?
2: They definitely got the guns in there. And, and the thing is, I, and I hate to keep like comparing it to Menace, but they both have like very similar scenes of, of things like that in vehicles. And it's like, again, the message hits home are so prevalent so heavily in this movie yeah. or, or in that movie compared to this. It's like there's a subtlety that John Singleton had to this movie and a care that he took with that neighborhood where it didn't seem like... Rewatching Menace is very voyeuristic. It's, it's almost like exploitive the yeah. way that they, they, they frame Kane in this movie because it's just like... He's an irredeemable character. like But in Boys in the Hood... They're they do bad things. They lie. They might cheat. They might do. But they're all like they're they're all redeemable in their own ways. Like yeah. Kane was completely irredeemable in this movie, and they didn't even care to redeem him until the end. Where yeah, just like that
5: At the end is like him basically giving his life to save the kid is basically the only noble thing he does, and
2: it was unearned because he yeah. was such a fucked up person the whole movie that yeah. I didn't even care that he died. I was like, he's a prick. He robbed people. It may crack. Like, I didn't care about it anymore. <laughs> the
4: the last scene of this movie, uh, like, right before Doughboy does the, like, walk away, fade away, yeah. when he's talking about, you know, he turns on oh, the news yes. and he sees bad shit all around the world, but he doesn't see reporting on the bad shit happening in his own back, like, literally in his specific yeah. backyard. Uh, it's still true. Mm-hmm. It's still... it You could play that right now, and it would be true other than the fact that nobody's watching local news. But, like, that's what's on, you know the head the front of New York Times yep. is isn't about this like no, nothing is about this and it's it, it's just chilling yeah like, absolutely I, I like uh I finished the movie and I was like a Florida just how good it was yeah. but then like I walked out of here and Caitlin's like how was it I was like oh it was good I, I gotta like I gotta go for a walk like I feel <laughs> yeah. shit like, I feel terrible and then you know You're walking past, like, we're fucking five miles away. The movie
5: happened. Yeah. It's it's just... It was gutting. Very L.A. movie. Very L.A. movie. I think this movie, when you're asking, like, I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, when you just asked about, like, favorite scene or whatever, like, this movie has so many that you could pick and be the right answer. Mm -hmm. or not, like, the right answer, but I wouldn't argue against it. Yeah, Like, it's so many scenes, like, in this movie that stand out and that hold up, I feel like. Yeah,
0: this set, this set the the trend for so many coming-of-age tales for the next, like, 10 to 15 years, like... Keep even it real, like,
2: Eric. Hood movies, just say it.
0: <laughs> no, no, that, that was the point I was going to make. Like, even white directors were biting from this movie, just, like, how how naturalistic the slice-of-life-ness was of it. Like, you could see this across, like, like, Jonathan Demi movies. And Jonathan Demi even talked about, because they were nominated... Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that... Um, Singleton was the first black director ever nominated for Best Director.
2: And youngest, at 24. And
0: youngest. Uh, he like was 24? Yeah, he
2: was 24.
5: Yeah. He was
0: 24 when he made this. Uh, Holy he was... shit. <laughs> he, was, he was a kid. I was getting thrown out of bars on my face at age 24 because I couldn't, like, you know, stand up straight. But I was meeting Eric in a bar when I was 24. <laughs> This is true. Uh, in L.A., baby. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, people like Jonathan Demi and, and, like, Todd Salons, like, people who do these sort of Coming of age tales that are really quiet and not a lot of bells and whistles around them. Like they, they stole so many shots from Singleton. They, they, they admitted too. They're like, yeah, this guy was. He had an eye that was way beyond his years that just like captures the actual life and breath of the environment that he shoots.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I think it goes without saying that we're all keeping this in our video stores, or, or in the video store. This is, a, this is a classic.
4: This is my, I have on Letterboxd, a first time seeing of 2019 yeah. list. Like, not 2019 movies, but, and this is my easy number two yeah. for, for that, when it includes all movies ever. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it, the movie was amazing.
2: Very important movie that, that you know, and, and funny. Uh, it, unintentionally or unintentionally, uh, Boys in the Hood, a complete classic. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about Baby Boy, which, I mean, a lot of people would consider as like an updated version of this in a lot of ways, but also one of the funniest edited movies of all time. We're going to talk about it when we get back on Late Fees. We'll be right back.
6: You got the car last night. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. You don't want that shit to come back to haunt you. You Ain't been up this early in a long time. Turned on the TV this morning. Had this shit on the box about living in a violent, a violent world. Showed all these foreign places. Foreigners living on. Started thinking, man. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. all this foreign shit. I ain't have shit on my brother, man. I ain't got no brother. And mother neither. She love that food more than she love me. Doughboy. You got some blow, got some rock? Get the fuck out of my face! Keep them goddamn babies off the street. y'all get them? I don't even know how I feel about it neither, man. Shit just goes on and on, you know. Next thing you know, somebody might try to smoke me. Don't matter though. We all gotta go sometime. Seems like they from wrong clock on Rick, though, man. Hey. gotta go, cuz. Hey, doe. What's up? You still got one brother left, man.
4: Man. uh so we'll get into baby boy
2: yeah <laughs> i can't believe the warriors that a fucking bag milk
4: man i hope when this i hope when this drops uh we're listening to some new drake songs
2: i don't why why like what like why do y'all think that he's gonna drop music after this
4: uh because ktt told me he was
2: <laughs> oh god i hate this shit anyway we're back on late fees uh i'm justin here with pafeef eric on the phone uh cam is here uh I, I guess uh transplant from fucking toronto cam is here uh we have josh p special guest on the show we're talking about john singleton we're bringing it back uh with the second movie on our show before we start uh just before you know baby boy came out he had too fast too furious which is complete. not you know it was after baby yeah, boy yeah. it was 2003 wow so what he, the like- fuck
4: was he smoking they, they probably were like, hey, you want a bunch of money to write this big franchise? Before? He
2: was in Miami definitely sniffing cocaine off girls' asses. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah, Too, too to Fast, Too Furious cool, is dude. wild. Too Fast, Too Furious is wild. Well, 2001, he created, or he, he finally released Baby Boy, a movie that was originally supposed to star Tupac Shakur, who he had worked with on Poetic Justice just a decade before. Uh, of course, uh, Tupac uh, had an untimely death in 96... It was ninety six, and um, well, he he unfortunately couldn't play the role of Jody, so that went to Tyrese who plays Jody. Who the next
4: logical the choice. The ne- next logical choice. Of remember
2: the remember the old Coca Cola Tyrese commercial.
4: Which you oh, gotta yeah. have to draw that, memory.
2: Right? He was on a he's on like a bus yeah. and he's singing. singing.
3: Yeah. yeah, and I think he might have had a cowboy hat too. Did he have a cowboy hat on? I might have just been around that era where he was wearing so, cowboy yeah. hats. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. remember Definitely had a nose ring of, of some sort. I think it was like a tank top situation. Situation.
2: Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at that point, Tyrese was was kind of building a career as a you know formidable R and B singer slash actor.
3: Side note: Funny thing about that Coca Cola commercial, uh, a young Gabby Wilson who would go on to become her. Oh. in that commercial as well. She's, Is she? Yeah, she's the girl singing.
2: That's really dope. They do dope. Like a duet at one point. Yeah, they do. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm Gotta sure.
2: go back and watch that after, yeah. after this episode's over.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it, can't, it can't be stressed enough. Like I know like Tyrese <laughs> is the easiest dude to dunk on these days, and rightfully so, but like, he was a formidable singer and had a great R&B career. I mean, I, I don't know where, where it's at currently because I, I think he is focusing on movies. But I think you know where it's at
4: currently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and, and he was genuinely good in this movie. And uh, he's a charismatic... Camera presence, like I understand the appeal of Singleton casting him here.
2: I tend to think that Tyrese literally is Jody, like
0: yes, mentally he is Jody. I I tend to think
2: that he is Jody, like he thinks that I think he he became this character on set and it never left him.
4: When he when they're like when when his mom's yelling him, she's like, "You're not a baby!" Like the distress on Tyrese's face (laughs) is real.
2: (laughs) Um, so this movie. In a lot of ways, is an updated version of, of Boys in the Hood if uh, if Trey was like actually stayed with his mother. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's the other way around, if, if think, you will. I think the
4: the the correlation between the two of those guys is actually like the least, the least correlative. If that makes sense, like every character kind of has another like. Like somebody has their equal in the other movie. Yeah. Except for those, like the two, like Trey and Jody. So different. Are kind of really different than each yeah.
2: other. Yeah. Uh, you have you have Omar Gooden in this movie. You have Taraji P Henson in one of her you know largest first, it's roles. It's her first it's her role. First role. First
4: role yeah. uh, and she kicks ass.
2: She's great. And you also have Snoop Dogg. You can't you cannot have a John Singleton Hood movie without one of the Goodings and a rapper in it. <laughs> uh, and
4: uh, the the, the Gooding, I will say. Shout-out to Omar Gooding, a.k.a. Mo Morris L. Tibbs, on Smart Guy. One of the funniest fucking television characters ever. Hello? hundred percent. He's so funny. I love him. Uh, Shout-out to Smart Guy. Uh, But that's one of the other things that makes it, like, kind of like Boys in the Hood, is, like, that there's another Gooding in it. Like, it's, it's a different Gooding, but it's still a kind of doppelgangerish,
2: Bizarro gooding, where it's like, oh, so he's the, he's the
4: doughboy in this time? Yeah, and like, Lawrence Fishburne is, uh, what's his what's
2: last name? Her boyfriend? Yeah. For, I forgot his last name. Yeah, but I I, we know. only know yeah, Marvin. Yeah.
4: Marvin. Uh, yeah who, Ving who?
2: John Singleton does way too much with Marvin in this movie as far as him being fucking naked and, and, or having <laughs> sex in this movie. It's just, it's very male gaze.
4: The, uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the cooking eggs was I thought very effective? I less needed the sex dance. No, that's the best. That's the best part.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I you know what I'm gonna ask. You know what I'm gonna ask. Did you guys watch know. this movie with your parents? No. No.
4: No. no. <laughs> I mean, I watched it on TV and then it, in my room No. Nah. Actually, I did watch it with my parents. I saw my mom. At, at,
3: first
2: time yeah, watching first it. Yeah, first time I saw it. Yeah, so yeah. when that scene popped up.
3: I think she probably did like a little cover face. Movie. <laughs> yeah. My mom was good for that. <laughs> then, uh, take me to see any R-rated movie, but just cover my face. I've
4: I said that before. I begged my mom to take me to see Titanic. And then. What? Uh, yeah, because I wanted to see it. For the obvious third grade reason.
3: Oh. And and then she found
4: out why I wanted to see it. Like she found out that was in the movie, and then I had to finesse into seeing it anyhow. I
3: did. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I don't think I've ever seen that movie all the way through. I watched it with my mom. That was I saw it first time I saw it with my mom. It was was like like three hours. I was young. Did she cover your eyes?
5: No, I watched. I saw everything. It was me and her in the living room. Yo, your parents don't give a fuck. I saw (laughs) first time I saw Baby Boy. Definitely was the the clean version on uh, on B T. So like seeing the. The uncut version is like, it's like watching two different films, bro. It's like, it's like watching two completely different movies. No,
2: and I mentioned this before the break. I guess it just bears to, to talk about it before we get too deep into the movie, which, again, really has no plot. Just It's just a series of segments. But I, I will say that there is a more defined uh, angle in the movie, but there's no real plot in it. It's literally just day to day. The edited version of this movie, like Kim said, is completely, it's almost at some points... Like a cartoon because it has different people literally doing voiceovers for the characters because there is uh-huh. I think someone counted that there was over like two hundred and fifty instances of the of the f word in this movie and over like a hundred n words in this movie. Oh wow! Like it is it is a very verbose and uh movie. You don't movie. write this shit. I, I, <laughs> say, I bet he wishes he wrote this shit <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, it's 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 completely different. I tried to find the edited version online I can't find it anywhere yeah. I want to call BET and see if they will sell the edited version because it's just as good
4: you should be able to get it on like the we'll have we'll, we'll get in touch with Janice Films the Criterion company and see if they'll <laughs> they'll put out a Blu-ray that has both the a 4K restoration of Baby Boy and a 4K no I
2: don't want the edited version to be edit, to be 4K okay. I want it to be just,
4: SD I'll, I'll just ask for the the 4-3 <laughs> with the B. with the black bars stamp in the corner
2: Blackstar Entertainment y'all remember that BT Brazilian
4: baby boy you cowards <laughs>
2: Uh so baby boy takes place with with Jody, who is uh he's basically essentially, as the as the title says, a baby, you know, essentially in the hood. I mean, he has not grown up, his mother has not kicked him out of the house, he still lives there.
4: He's stunted as fuck.
2: Yeah, he's he's very stunted. You know, he's, he's in arrested development, if you will. Yes. Um he he I mean, really has no job to speak of. He sells clothes out of out of the trunk with, with his homeboy. And he
4: gets that job during the movie. Yeah, during <laughs> the movie. He like decides that will be his
2: job. <laughs> I love those things too. No, they're great. Because it shows that like Jody, for, not for nothing, he at least does have uh, a hustle. Yeah. You know He at least can talk to people. He's a fast talker. He's someone that can literally talk the pants off of, and I mean literally does, talk the pants off of pretty much everybody in the movie. he doesn't want to. Even when he doesn't want to. <laughs> uh, he is also very, very, uh, there's, there's a very creepy part in this movie that I did not remember until I rewatched it. He is having sex with a minor in this, is he not?
4: She is 17. Yikes.
2: Would would that still be?
4: I mean, I'm I don't know what the age of consent is in. It California. brought me the wrong I'd way. I'd be surprised if it wasn't eighteen now. But I'll say this: I don't really care what the legal age of consent is. And a very old like that type of thing creeps me out anyway. Yeah. So I don't know.
2: Very creepy. The whole
4: t- I will. I, we were talking about this earlier. The peanut character in the movie, I think, is one of the biggest dings on the movie yeah
2: altogether. well talk about
1: it
4: well there's not oh. that much to say ultimately other than like she's used as kind of an agitator in the first act and then goes away yeah like, we don't yeah. know anything about her we don't know <coughs> anything about his other kid oh, like, sure not that's crazy know. like we focus so much on Jojo it, it, it's almost weird that Peanut and the other kid are even in the movie mm-hmm. because Singleton is such a careful guy clearly that it's weird that such a massive like it's there's so much about like you know, uh, manhood and responsibility and being there that even if Jody ultimately failed at doing that, they would make a big deal out of that in the movie for his kids. Yes, yeah. but instead it just goes away. I think yeah. that can I can I quickly interject? I'm sorry, uh,
0: listeners. When Pat said he doesn't care about the age of consent, <laughs> what, he, what what he meant to say, what, what he meant to say was. What he meant to say was, if you even have to be that pedantic about splitting hairs about what is and isn't, you're probably making a mistake and you're being a creep. Uh, Stay away from young women is what Pat was trying to say. For a second, I thought you were going to end that with stay away from Pat. Yeah. Uh, (laughs)
4: Thank you
0: for that. If you're you're sitting there grooming and, and observing a girl from age 17 to 18, you're still being a predator. Stop it. Okay,
2: thank you. I still say that honestly, uh, I think Singleton does get caught up in the in the riffs and the jokes and all that shit in this movie. He seems to really enjoy this rolling the camera and I enjoy it too, like I mean, even if it is the, to the detriment of the story, there's a lot of scenes where it's like just Snoop Dogg and Tyrese just riffing at each other. Like that phone call scene is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Oh, dude, this so,
4: is a funny ass movie. There are scenes where Snoop Dogg is dunking on a toddler. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like, that's why I asked this question before we start. I'm like, was this movie a comedy? I don't like. I don't remember it being a comedy, but watching it now, I'm like, yo, this is just too funny.
4: It's re- Like, I think he probably had to be like, if you recognize the humor in this, it's really funny, and if you don't see it, then like you, you just won't notice it at all. Like, there's like a scene where um, the fight
3: scene where uh, with was Melvin and and uh, Jody are fighting, and he punches him, and then the mom is like behind them, and she like, <laughs> like she gets punched. Yeah. And she like flies into the wall. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, like, did they like plan that or was that just like improvised and uh, it was just <laughs> funny? I don't know. Was, there's a, a fine lo- line.
2: There's a lot of like riffs in this movie to to a point where it's like it's almost. I do feel like John Singleton was just sitting back, just like you know what, just do what you want to do today in the movie. Like there's scenes where where Omar <laughs> Gooding's character is just kind of just like talking about philosophy and shit like that, and it's you just know, like he
4: he had to be one of the most riffing guys. Like on the bitches the show. line, or when he yeah. doesn't say bitches.
2: What did he say? Uh, a unstable creatures. Unstable creatures.
3: Like, was that in the
4: script?
2: There's no way that could because it doesn't make any sense. It's also like this movie's like batshit insane. It's almost like John Singleton made so much money and it was like, hey, I, I want to go back to my wheelhouse. I want to go back to hood movies.
5: Yo, yeah, this movie. A lot of a lot of this, I'm trying to figure out how who greenlit it. Like, <laughs> how did this get past? Production like
4: well, like the boys in the hood, you can see why, like, some stuffy old white guys at a studio were like, Yes, this is an important thing that gets made, yeah, like people should see this. But this, like, even though it has a lot of that same stuff, it's also not as obviously a- academic quote, no, unquote, absolutely as not. Boys in the uh, Hood. He, so- he
5: smacks Yvette and then. Has oral sex with him. oh Bird my god! god. Well, I'm <laughs> that, was, that was wild, bro. The sex right. scenes in this movie
0: are nuts. You I'll know what care. I'm gonna ask?
5: You know what I'm gonna ask, guys? I
0: got, I got real quick. I'm sorry. I, I got a quick theory about this movie. I, I <laughs> do think it's a comedy, Josh. I think that's intentional. <clears throat> I don't think this is a amalg or a analog to uh, Boys in the Hood. I think this was his release valve. Like he probably pitched it as like another serious mm. academic coming of age tale. I think this is his Friday. I think. He can,
6: oh,
0: I, I think this I is him. Either. I think, yeah, this is him pulling the release valve. Still, you know, injecting some sharp social commentary about you know masculinity and and gentrification and and all this stuff. But it is a it's slapstick at points. I mean, this is a broad comedy that can also be very touching and profound too. But. I laugh out loud this movie all the fucking time.
2: Even and the think- even the scenes where they the, he's at the hair the the hair salon with the with the, the homosexual yes. person, I was like, all right, guys, like <laughs> he was literally just having fun with this shit. But
4: when he gets into the biggest, most serious fight ever at home, and then has to carry a beach cruiser bicycle <laughs> out of yes. the living room, and he's like That's banging it. into
0: stuff. Like, oh, this is hilarious. Yes, yeah, is, is this movie homophobic though? I, that's a serious question. Uh, going back to that scene he has with the gay character at the store, I I I kind of squirmed a bit. I didn't know if that was a broad stereotype, but
2: it's oh, it's absolutely a broad it's, stereotype. It's, it's, it's the black, uh, it's the black gay stereotype. It, it's literally in almost every hood movie. I think it's in poetic justice too. Yeah.
4: I would say it's also not like we've talked about this type of thing before, where like something is like intentionally venomous leaning or and not as an excuse but quote-unquote like a product of its time that revisited would not be meant with menace and i think that is more of of this case
2: yeah absolutely Uh, um i mean again like this is a movie that's just like so fucking broad i i get like there wasn't much to it anyway it's like super funny but i mean i guess the the bigger story is that yvette has a ex- Boyfriend who was in prison, he is Snoop Dogg. He gets out of prison, and that gives the movie its central
5: problem in the last 40 talk minutes. On, <laughs> on, before we get to that, what, I, need to, I need opinions on this. This has been on my mind for a while since I've seen this movie. Since I've like become like a teenager towards an adult. Yvette was clearly in the wrong calling Snoop Dogg Vincent to him. About her issues with Jody.
4: Yeah, that was. A she was clearly weird. in the wrong. Clearly, yeah. yeah. her and Jody don't have the best relationship. But if she wasn't trying to fuck with him again when he got exactly. out of prison, she should have done shouldn't
5: it. no. It was already going to be trouble once he came home, and now you're just like adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, he
4: he Snoop is like laying him out. On his phone. <laughs> yes, how did you live with your mom? you shit. Like, bro, just, like doing it all on him, bro. Like.
5: Like, what is going on? Bro, I went on the phone. I immediately hung up on him and left the crib. <laughs> gonna you know, like, you, you, you're not even going to hear from me ever again. Yeah, where, bro. How did he
4: know? He knew everything.
5: Exactly. Think, it was like you got served. Yeah. then they showed up and it was the dance battle, bro. They knew all the moves, bro. I, like, I think that the women in this movie are
2: kind of uh, the complete opposite of what they are in Boys in the Hood. I, it is a comedy. It, 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 Eric, you might be right. It is his, It might be his Friday but I think that like Yvette is like clearly like very strange as a character and herself because it's like she is very conflicted. And I do like those parts where she's like, should I be with him or not? But then she's also 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 an agitator, as Peanut is as well. Like she does agitate Jody, but it's like what I, I try and think of when I watch it, like what are the things that are helping him grow to be an adult? And it's like there's really literally nothing around him that's helping him to grow
4: up at all. It's kind of just being raised. Yeah, they that's it. Basically, bullies him until he becomes like an adult. And he's like a halfway
2: adult at the end. Yeah, he's not even really a good adult at the end. But he's getting there. It's it's a crazy movie. I, I think yeah. that it, it's like, I also think that this is what this is his feelings on millennials. Like that this is Singleton's, how yeah this is like, how Singleton felt about millennials at the time right. It's like this is what you guys are you sissies.
4: Well, this is a good way to like this is it shows just how good the movie is because it you could kind of translate this story into, like, every generation of people. Yeah. Like, you know, not, people aren't, like, going out dancing in, like, suits and shit anymore, but, like, you can still imagine some version of the same scene happening. Yeah. And it's, like, it's all, a little bit of it is accentuated not just because of, Ving Rhames walking around the house shaving his head with a straight razor, but also <laughs> so just, good, so good. But also just because Tyrese is there, and in every scene he's making like a face like he's melting. Oh my like, goodness! I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. His cry face, like, is so just like ugly. this, like <laughs> in every scene, and so like it makes it a little bit like like it it does make it more comedic, but it also just makes it like bizarre, and it's. I mean he he's a weird fucking guy to be playing this central role. Like it would be such a different movie if it were Tupac. Oh yes. But then Absolutely. The, <laughs> I thought about that Then a lot. then in the scenes when he's saying, like, you know, he doesn't want to kill somebody, which he basically ends up more or less doing. Like I know he says he doesn't want to do it, and he might not end up pulling the trigger, but could they have he done this with,
2: could they uh, have gotten to the end of this movie without killing Snoop Dogg at the end?
4: I mean, well if it if it follows the boys in the hood theory, I guess. Snoop either would have tried to kill him again. Oh yeah. yeah or yeah, yeah. or I would have tried to kill sense. Snoop. But this one makes it seem like Snoop is a much more uh isolated guy than the <laughs> Crenshaw <laughs> Mafia guys and Boys in
5: the Hood. Yeah, like, yeah. For real he got out, out and, and it was nobody nobody. Yeah.
4: It was and the like, Grim
5: Reaper back in town pretty much really. Yeah, like.
4: It's like a it's like a like a comic book death when they get him. Like they get him in both legs and then straight up. Fucking Morris Tibbs from Smart Guy executes something. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy, and then he's the the movie ends, and he's baptized. he's baptized. It's all good. They don't. They're like fine with it, and like, <laughs> I, 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 like I get like obviously like if the guy was just gonna keep trying to kill you, uh, then whatever. Like you have to do something about that, but like they just like fucking took care of it and like movies over like, yeah. they compartmentalized that shit mom is
2: cool I'm, I'm cool with her boyfriend I moved out me and Yvette are good yeah and Evette's not end. like where's Snoop
4: oh, he's, <laughs> he's not coming back don't worry
2: well, well I, I think that like Taraji it, she she does this like an empire too I, I think that like her delivery of you tried to rape me mm. in front of my son is the mo the wildest line reading that I cannot believe is actually in a script in a movie ever
4: it's crazy that someone has to deliver the line to Snoop Dogg for him and, to he snapped out of it exactly <laughs> like
5: out of his whole character to believe that that would be the thing that was one thing that would stop him that's his one conscious <laughs> like out of everything he's done this whole movie that he's gonna do this is where I draw. Like, all right, yeah. This is morally. This is wrong. right? This is, I, I'll stop this. This you is, you is a right. guy
4: who a two year old said, "I hate you," and Snoop said, "I hate you too."
5: Knock <laughs> this board over. He <laughs> this board over. you think he cared about if he saw this? Fuck your fort. You think he would have cared for real if he saw this? Bro? <laughs> he would have knocked like, him down.
2: Exactly. You would have kicked him out. No, I, the door, I think him coming out and realizing that JoJo was making a fort said, "Oh, you making a fort?" He can't afford anyway. This movie is batshit insane, but I love it anyway. Yeah, it's, it, great. it's It's something that's not going to go away. I it think gets better every time I watch
5: it, to be honest. It's a
2: great fucking movie. I, I think it's, it's just, it's the right amount of ridiculous, you know. And I, it, I didn't have the, the joy of seeing this in theater. I saw it, you know, yeah. I saw it edited first, actually. But yeah, so exactly. it's like, you know, well, I you had, you had, had the
4: joy of having the edited memory. The
2: now. better version, yeah. you know, but, you know. Yeah.
3: It's, I'll add, too, this had a great soundtrack. That yeah. oh, baby so was amazing. That's, was, that's probably my biggest memory of the movie, honestly. They song. play
2: the baby boy title track like three times in the movie. Yes. <laughs>
6: yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> they also play, like, it's weird that uh, there's a couple of Snoop songs on the soundtrack, and it's weird at one point they play one in the movie. I'm like, oh man, the villain did his own theme song <laughs> in this movie.
2: This is fucking crazy. Well, this, this, this movie came out the same year as The Wash, too.
3: Oh, Snoop yeah. was in
2: Snoop was in yeah. two hood movies this yeah. year. Playing the
3: exact same character. <laughs> him, exact same character!
2: <laughs> Except one of them had Eminem in it, so you know. At the end of the day, uh, you know, I think he he played in the better one. Clearly, the washes. Oh, uh, I I don't even never think you touch it. The washes. No, this was I like Snoop Dogg
5: was low key like the. Was he like the go to rapper for movies at this time? Yeah, I think he had Soulplay. I think in that same year. was around the, the same time, yeah. bro. He's
4: so in Starsky and Hutch. Snoop is in my favorite <laughs> movie of like, like twenty nineteen. He's a huge part of Beach Bum. Oh. Major part of the movie. He's playing Snoop Dogg. Literally just Snoop Dogg. He he doesn't. He has a different name. Yeah. But he plays Snoop Dogg, and his best friend in the movie is Jimmy Buffett, who Wow. Isn't a he is Jimmy Buffett. So I don't yeah. know why it's not Snoop, but.
2: That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's it's pretty much agreed. We're gonna keep Baby Boy in our collection.
4: This is not these movies listening. have like a a. a two, this is even though we've kept both movies before. These have met one of the highest averages of yeah. the two movies we've kept. Great These are both movie. Knockout I mean, we could have ex- movie! We could
5: have expanded this to even talking about higher learning, and I don't think anybody would have gotten rid yeah. of it. no,
4: even Four Brothers, like Four Brothers, say, is, Four Brothers like, is another one. Like I remember, I saw it and like I saw it in. It was one. Of, it was like when I was renting all the R-rated movies in the library for the first time, and I was like. I didn't think it was, like, I didn't take it that seriously because of fucking who's in it. Yeah. And if I watched it now, especially after just watching Baby Boy, I'd be like, oh, some of this is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's definitely just awesome either way. Like, I gotta rewatch it.
2: And and this is also, like, very poignant because this is John Singleton's last Hood movie. He never made another one after this. Uh, He did contribute to Snowfall after this. He did, obviously, contribute a lot to uh, Empire as well. But uh, his legacy, you know, as far as hood movies went, kind of ended with this. I mean, out of the nineties, it was this was kind of like his last hurrah.
4: Well, so, he made two that are so good; they're almost the only two. Shit, three. I make mean, sense. you want to,
2: You want to keep it a hundred? Four, really? Uh, I think uh, you, you got Boys in the Hood, you got Higher Learning, you got Party Justice, and you got Baby Boy. Yeah. yeah. And it, those are those are like. It's like top he
5: can't four. do
4: anymore after that. Yeah. Like,
5: yeah. Like he's, he's you can't he hit that's four MVP trophies
4: damn. And I would more. say in terms of like, like I you don't. It, it it's almost uh, reverse racism to box people in because they're black directors. Yeah. But because he and Spike were working towards a lot of the same goals, goals. Yeah. It's shocking how much he's overlooked. Mm-hmm. Wait, did Man you? Is. Did you say reverse racism? That's just racism. Well, I I didn't mean reverse racism. I mean like <laughs> I guess reverse racism is more against people. That, I meant like it's it's it goes like all the way around. Like, it's...
2: 360 racism, wow. 360
0: racism. It's 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 full circle racism, which is different than reverse racism. It's liberal racism. It's like colorblind racism. Yes, yes. Yes.
2: But, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna keep those movies, and and for this John Singles episode, uh, once again, rest in peace to such a a great fucking director. Yeah,
0: Uh, he will be missed, man. That's not an understatement. Um, He, um... he, he he really he really will be missed. That's uh, I'm kind of at a loss for word. Like I still it still really hasn't hit me. I forgot that he passed away while we were talking about him because it's like all his movies are so alive. You know, yeah. it's like it's hard to it's hard to separate them from. I that. mean,
4: you listen to like any five songs and you feel like you're like these movies are so referenced. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. almost unbelievable. Like y- you you can't listen to a song that doesn't have one of these characters or, or one of these scenes described. That's a, that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, they, they I think I just there was just the Jody reference in like a song that came out super recently that I'm, it's like escaped me, but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's prevalent. It, these are culturally important films for, for a cult-
0: gen- generationally too. Yeah. yeah,
2: culturally important films for a culturally important episode. Of Late fees. I want to thank you guys for thanks. listening to this episode. Thank you, Josh, for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, thank man. you Josh. Uh, do you guys, yeah, Josh,
3: thanks, man. You have <clears> anything
2: <throat> to plug? Anything you want oh, to talk about?
3: Uh, uh, you know, just. Keep rocking in free water, everybody. Wow, dude, 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 dude. I mean, bad. Josh
2: technically is the fucking war You never know when he's gonna show up. Yeah, I might just <laughs>
3: pop up here, pop up there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, okay. As always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live. Uh, you, you can listen to shows such, such as myself and Josh's show, RNC Radio show that came out earlier this week. We talked about the diplomats and the RNC Decade list, which you Is also. Is on that
5: episode? Yes, he's also yeah, on that episode too. I'm so, so sorry,
2: Cam. No, it's all good. So sorry. Uh, but we talked about the RNC Decade list. You also have the RNC Decade episode of late fees that we dropped last week as well. You had, we get, yeah, it's had... a
4: good fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, you've, today, you've had
2: three weeks yeah. of late fees. And I think it's cool that we get a break next yeah, week see, I, uh, because we have a lot of movies to watch. And I have
4: to, I have to do cable box us uh, again now. Absolutely, on Little. Uh, Big Little Lies. It's uh, a lot like these Singleton movies, actually, other than being about really, really rich white people in the most <laughs> affluent area of the world. Uh, it's they're very uh, tongue in cheek, often in a lot of the same ways. Where you're like, is this a comedy that I'm watching or a really serious drama?
2: Yeah. So uh, cable box every Monday, correct?
4: ideally every
2: Monday (laughs) every Monday or Tuesday on RNC Radio Live you also have the A-Show RSPN they're going to have a blowout episode uh, coming out today on the NBA Finals which just ended uh, as well and next time on Late Feast uh, we'll be talking about the Child's Play franchise uh, in celebration of uh, My favorite, one of my favorite horror franchises coming out with a new movie. It's going to be out on the 28th. Uh, the movie will already have come out, so we'll be able to talk about the movie as well yeah. if we've seen it at that point. I don't think Eric's going to see the new Child's Play, but we'll definitely have seen definitely. that movie by then. Uh, Eric, you're not going to see it?
0: No, he's going to see it. Aubrey Plaza's in it. Yeah, no, nope. that's true. And uh, Brian Tyree Howard. Or Henry, excuse me.
2: Wow. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah that, that that's an all-star cast.
0: Yeah, he's, like a, he's like the... He's a cop. He's detective.
2: Yeah, you got watch the first one. Watch the first one. It's very much... I did see the
4: first one.
0: Too.
4: Yeah,
2: I think the, f-
0: I did. the first one's real good, but yeah. You have, to- you have to drag me kicking and screaming to see scary movies, but I'll see that
2: one. Awesome. So, until next time on Late Fees, I'm Justin. We'll see you guys later.
1: crazy 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 i will always be here for you baby. baby i'm just trying to change the game change the game so let me work the plan. let me do my thing young dumb and full of color little crazy ass nigga homie where you where from you uh-huh. bang the bet and bang the set tat on my neck Tech on deck, yeah, yeah, watch your step. He won't fucks, he'll just boss. Ask those fucks, I left him in dust. Trust, he'll boss, cuss and get drunk and talk big, big shit. Mac your bitch so quick and dip. Yeah. Hop on the site like, like we used to do. do. Fly handlebars, all stars as low. Keeping it true seven days a week. And he living with his mama, and I heard she's freak, Fucking with a G, HGC 107. Ball head nigga named Melvin. He telling cuz how to live, and he a felon. He he barely. fuck that bullshit, he's You know why? You just a baby boy. You not the real McCoy. Uh-uh. I am running these streets. Why they running the streets, running the streets. You going crazy. Crazy. What about your baby? What about your baby? Why you riding with him? Hey. I got a baby up the street and up the baby mama around the corner. One I just screw and the other I make love to. But I'm in out for. I can't stay with one bitch. I got to keep it pivot, but now some drama and I ain't with it. The nigga that used to knock my son, my mother just got out. And mom's threw a nigga out for banging on the spouse. And that nigga, now he up in baby house. What I'm going to do, should I set it up and play myself like a fool? I'm going to keep it cool and see how long this shit gon' last. I scooped up my son, he tried to play me with a ghetto pass. I ain't having that, grab my strap, I got to do something. Fresh out, but a nigga got to do something. And I'm a baby boy, nothing to lose, bitch, new check. I'm going to lay up there, Captain Tangy, y'all, please believe it. Baby boy. baby boy. Baby boy. I'm a baby, baby boy. Can't stay. I, I know. Sometimes it might be time I come and see you You're telling me what I can and can't do Girl, you're losing your mind Baby, you tell your friends I don't treat you right You say I'm living another life I wanna make you my wife Yes, I do, baby Girl, you're about to drive me crazy You cut me down and call me lazy I guess I'm just another baby boy
6: Oh, 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 oh Here we go from here, baby <laughs> You just the baby boy
1: Damn thing, yeah. You just Big Snoop Dogg, boy. Mr. Ten, Tyrese, Tyrese. <laughs> baby, boy. baby boy. All you OGs got a little baby boy. A baby boy. Wanna give a shout out to my baby boy, little Snoop Dogg. Yeah, keeping it gangsta, keeping it hustler. Roll on, seven days a week. doghouse, uh. dog house. Battle cattle on the beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dedicate this to my little baby boy. Baby boy.